All right, we ready? Curry, way down to Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Ruben Garrick for the corner. Ankle breaker! KD! And it comes to Moses. That is incredible! LeBron James, a shot in history. He's back! Pull up a chair, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Amateur Athlete Podcast with Vaughn. On today's episode, I sit down with one of the NRL's most talented players. Since making his debut for the Manly Warringah Seagulls in 2019, this guy has been enormous for the club, having scored 67 tries and kicking 347 goals. Hoping to help his team make an impressive run to the finals in season 2024, from the small town of Jerangong, it's the goal-kicking sharpshooter, Ruben Garrick. Gaz, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, mate. Pleasure. Firstly, I've seen you recently been overseas. How's the off-season been treating you? Yeah, no, it's been good. Um, yeah, I just went over to Bali with the missus for a few weeks. And uh, it's just good to, I guess, get away from it a bit. You know, after a long season, you've got to sort of just drop the shoulders and, yeah, just fully try and relax to get ready for um, a big sort of campaign for 2024. Let's quickly touch on on the season that was, I guess, some manly standards. It was kind of a, a subpar season for you guys. Give us a brief reflection on, on, on season 23 uh, for Manly. Yeah, um, it was very disappointing not to make the semifinals. Um, we thought we had a pretty good squad. Um, we trialled well. We started the year pretty well. Uh, I think we won <laughs> round one for the first time in about five, six years or something like that. But yeah, I think it's been a story for the last couple of years, really. After 21, 2021, um, mm-hmm. that COVID year, um, we had a similar squad for the last few years and we thought we could do something pretty special with that squad. And it just, you know, we've been hampered by you know, a bit bad luck um, yeah. all over the park. So it just kills you. And uh, I think 2023 was a very similar um, storyline to that. And yeah, it's it's disappointing because we know we've got, yeah, a really good squad there and we, we can do a lot of special things with it. It's just, you know, getting everyone on the paddock at the same time and, you know, I guess, have the consistency, especially in our, our, our spine, I guess. Um, then the back end of this year was sort of middle forwards and stuff. And look, they're obviously all excuses and whatnot. But um, yeah, look, it'd be it'd be nice to, uh, I guess, put a really good season um, together with our top top strength side, and um, that's what we're building towards. And I think we did in saying that we still we still fought very hard, and we showed, I guess, a lot of ticker and hunger, and that we wanted to be there and. With all the young guys we did have playing who stepped up and it was debut seasons and breakout years for some of our young boys, um, Tolly Cooler, for mm-hmm. example. You know, they had breakout years and they're only going to grow from strength to strength. He's a freak, by the way. He's an absolute weapon. Mate, he's so fast. But see, like guys like that, they've, you know, grown another leg um, off the back of this year, and um, which is going to be awesome. And I think we, we've signed pretty well um, coming into next year as well. So... Uh, I think it's only going to help us and help our squad depth as well. Personally, for yourself, you had a pretty solid year. You found yourself switching from from wing to fullback a little bit, but ended up playing fullback permanently when when Tommy Trevojevic went down with injury. How do you feel you went this year personally for yourself? Uh, it's always a difficult question. <laughs> I guess I'm pretty um, hard on myself, and um, you know. I'll, I set out this season to, to play a lot of centre and I didn't mm-hmm. really get the opportunity to do that. As you would know, I played SG ball and, and whatnot together. Um, that's my preferred position and I didn't actually really play wing until I come to uh, Manly uh, in my first year of 2019. 
So that's my preferred position and it's something that I'd love to play. And uh, I got what really well, two opportunities this year and one was a game against the Dolphins where, you know, we ended up having a break, like a massive win. So um, it was very fun to play in that game and sort of yeah. gave me a little taste of something that uh, that's what I want to work towards. But um, in saying that, started the year when I was at, at wing, I was sort of fair and then I guess it's always sort of hard to work into the season and then uh, a lot of things sort of happened and team was shuffled around a bit with so the halves were always changing and stuff like that and then obviously turbo and origin so then um from that i then played fullback and i think i went yeah i went decent you know i, I do enjoy playing fullback it's sort of uh, yeah you sort of chime in when you want and you can take yeah. the opportunities you always see and yeah look a, a sol- solid season um you know yeah hopefully um i've got better things to come then you picked up towards the back end of the season, that, that injury to your back. How, how is the back and how, how's it recovering? No, the back's good. Uh, the back's feeling yeah, pretty good. I was, <laughs> at the time, I was like, oh, I'll see how I'll go. If I, you know, it was a semi-final, I'd play or whatever. I got to that weekend of the, the game after and I was like, oh, my back's good. <laughs> 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 and um, then it was the same for about three weeks. I couldn't do much at all and... Um, fourth or fifth week I started feeling a bit better and stuff like that but um it's it's all right it's wasn't a bad like a bad spot to break and I'm yeah I'm feeling pretty good now I'm yeah fighting fit and can swing a golf club so it's, it's swing a golf most club important and... in the off season <laughs> and bloody take a surfboard out in the surf in Bali <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go we'll go back to the start you grew up in uh in the small town of Jerangong for people who don't know tell us a bit about Jerangong and and growing up there yeah uh, yeah Jerangong was awesome as a as a kid you know you like you said, you grab your surfboard after school of an afternoon and jump on your bike and you'd ride down there and ditch your bike at the at the sort of beach path and you'd be out surfing with your friends, you know, six days out of the seven and you'd play footy on that seventh day. So it was just, I guess, basically all that and uh, you have to try and find time for school in and around that, I guess. <laughs> um, but it's like that. You, you know yourself, uh, being a climber boy, Jerangong is much similar where everything sort of revolves around the footy club and um, there's a great community down there and I guess some great volunteers and stuff that make that club and town so good and yeah I, I relish every time I can get a chance to get back down there and this off season I've been down a little bit my family still lives down there and uh, so does my my missus family she, they're all down there so um, we try and go back most weekends and we get a free weekend but yeah I love it down there some of my best mates are still down there so yeah I get down a bit and have a hit of the golf or go for a surf with them and Makes you feel like you're you're 16 again, <laughs> but um, no, it's good fun. How is the golf game, mate? Last time we played, you were slicing them left, right, and center. <laughs> How are you fearing these days? Oh, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a bit bad since then. Um, my cousin moved up, uh, Harrison Jones yeah. moved up um, to Sydney with me, um, and Corey would always share their house in DY. That was when COVID sort of started to happen, and you could sort of do. Well, just before COVID, we'd do afternoons, like it was summer. We'd go out in afternoons just down to the course. And he was a good golfer at the time, playing off six or seven or something. So he taught me a heap of stuff. And that's when I probably fully got into golf. And Don't talk him up too much. Nah. Well, nowadays I've got a bit of ha- better handicap than him. He's oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I'm, I'm playing off 10 at the moment. So yeah, I, enjoy, I love getting out there and um, sometimes a little bit too much. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's good fun. You touched on... Uh, the Jerangong Lions being a community club. 
you still wear the mouth guard with the Jerangong Lions colours. Yeah. Tell us a bit about that. What's the story behind that? You just want to kind of represent your junior club? Well, well yeah, actually, a lot of people think it's think I'm French. Oui, oui. Bonjour. No, I had, um, I had a couple of like Instagram accounts like messaging me or tagging me in pictures like of who's the international like the world cup and stuff saying i'm going to be playing for france i was like i'm not even even french but um no it's i think ever since i was um ever since i was 15 or 16 odd when you went there was a lot of a period in time where you went from like the chemist mouth guards to like the custom ones yeah yeah we got them through sg ball and stuff like that yeah sort of sent somebody out and measured you up and whatnot and i just got those colors since then Ever since that, I've sort of just, I've kept it. I've actually kept the same mouth guard for a few years now. It's <laughs> probably a bit gross, but um, <laughs> it's just a little bit, not superstitious, but yeah. you get used to something that's comfortable and keep r- riding with it. Talking about Jarangong and Kayama before, I think it might have been might have been your first year of 18s, might have been my second year of 18s. Do you remember when, I think you were playing maybe center and I was playing in the front row, we are playing in Jarangong. I think you were smashing us by like a fair bit. Might have been six. Yeah, you might have been, yeah, maybe. Yeah, and I do remember this. Do you remember this? Yeah, <laughs> and I was a front rower. I chip and chased. <laughs> I, I regathered. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm in the clear here. And then you come from the side and just absolutely fucking whack me. I was like, no, well, but that said, I thought I was going to fucking score. And you just come out of nowhere. I was like, God damn. I remember that. Then afterwards, I was like, what are you doing chipping chases, mate? <laughs> mate, someone's got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's look ahead to... I think it was 2013, 2014, you were selected to play in the SG Ball squad for the Laura Steelers, coached by the great Sean Timmons and Shane Millard. Was this your first time being selected in a, in a rep side? Yeah, uh, well, I, so I tried for Harold Matts and I uh, didn't get into Harold Matts. But then that year, I sort of went through the Group 7, like the country uh, rugby yeah. league system. Like you go to the country clusters and made Southern from that and then made the countryside so the under 16s country team that was sort of my first little taste and i guess it gave me a heap of confidence as well that like you know i guess you can do it at a different level we did a tour of new zealand and stuff like that so it's was pretty awesome but yeah that after that that was sort of my first rep team and i guess first taste of that sort of thing and in those systems you learn so much especially with guys like that you know i guess well i think billy millard's now down recruiting at the dragons he's been assistant coach in different, a few different clubs and Tim is obviously the great you know the legend that he is yeah it was, it, was, it was pretty good I was about to say how important was it for you to play in competitions like that and did it give you those foundation and, and fundamental skills that you took with you all the way to the top 100% yeah for sure it's um it's so important I think especially at a I guess a younger age like that and you don't really know the game like you've sort of had talent and and whatnot at the local levels and then you've got to sort of work hard and work yourself into a squad and train really hard and those coaches and those systems at the time they rewarded people who worked really hard and trained you know to be better every day and stuff like that and I think that's something that to this day that I've still I guess utilized so much and even just like learning about the game sort of numbers and there's so you know you know so many aspects to it but um, yeah, they gave you a real taste at the time when it was just talent before that, and then now you've got to grind and work really hard and learn the game and yeah, and all that other stuff. I think we were in that season. I think we were kind of one win off making the finals. I think yeah, 
I think we lost to Balmain, did we, in the last round? If I, I think so, I'd like her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. We had a pretty decent side too. Like we had, obviously, yourself and I think Blocker was the only other one to make the NRL from that squad. Was um, Fieldy in the team that year? I think Fieldy was in the year after. After, yep. yeah. Yeah. But you played Blocker a few times down in first grade. How's big block? How's it? How's big block? How's he trying to trying to tackle that big human? Oh, luckily I don't really have to tackle him. <laughs> but this year I had to actually a couple of times because I was fullback and I had to plug in. I saw him coming. I went, oh, come on, block done. His eyes lit up. <laughs> but um, we played them a couple of times, and obviously Jacko Ford from Jerome as well. And we played them last year, the year before at Cogra, and they actually um, they smashed us. We had a few boys out for COVID. And, um, at the time, me and Blocker at scrums, and I'm just like squeezing him and like pinching him, and <laughs> we're just sort of having a joke and a laugh and whatever. And then he's because they're up by I don't know, you know, 14, 18 points or whatever. Yeah. He's going, Oh, what are you doing this week? You on a jerry gong? Like, do you want to go for a game of golf? I'm like, mate, we're losing. It's like, shut up, don't get too arrogant. We're in the middle like, of the game, mate. Come on, he's already trying to like organize the golf because he was like X amount. I was like, You're kidding. Yeah, so then fine. we um, we got him back this year down at Wind Stadium, which is good because we broke a hoodoo actually winning there. We hadn't won in 20 years. Oh, really? Yeah, so that was a, a big effort for us, and we needed to because we were in that finals race time. Yeah. We needed to win the last four or five. and. Um, but Blocks, he's a, he's, a, yeah, he's a good fellow. He actually sent me a message yesterday. He's down at Jerringong training in the um, the gym there with Scotty Stewart and oh, yeah. a few of the other young Jerringong boys who are in the Dragon system now, Dil- Dylan Egan and um, Hamish Stewart. That. So, yeah. Nice. Let's move forward to, to 2016. You were selected in the under-20 squad for the Dragons, coached by Matty Head. In my opinion, I think for you, this is probably your breakout year. You were in the starting side pretty much every week and playing good footy. This level was definitely probably a step up from that SG ball level. Tell us how you felt moving from that SG ball level to under 20s and how you felt you developed as a player within within that season. Yeah, um, it, it was definitely a, a step up from the SG ball. It was a, a lot quicker too. Like 20s footy is very fast, as you know. It's, it's all yeah. attacking and... Um, you know, you don't do a whole lot of defence and uh, I guess it's not really rewarded that much at the time. Yeah. It's probably a little bit different now, I'm guessing, with the closer pump and whatever. But that was awesome. Like, you know, and then I sort of did, I got to do, I think I played, I got to play a nines game that year. I just did like a day a week with the first grade side as well. So Mary brought me up for a day a week and to learn that side of things and all of that, that was, um, that was really cool. And he was a great, great bloke to sort of, I guess, pick his brain because he's obviously a former centre. And I was playing yeah. centre at the time, and some of the things he's told me then, um, in sort of like the last couple of years that I've been playing it again, I've sort of see how what he meant because yeah. you're younger, you don't fully grasp it. But now, you know, I still listen to, you know, I know what he said back then, and yeah, um, some sure. of the things uh, about depth and timing and width and stuff like that. And it was really cool because, um, you know, he was played X amount of games for Origin, and um, Hedy was good also. Um, you know, I I really enjoyed playing under Hetty and I don't know where he's at now. Is he kick up? I think he's there. But he's a good he, coach though. Yeah, he's, he's a great coach. We had a pretty solid team in that in that 20 team. Yeah. I've got some names here. We've got yourself, Matt Dufty, Paddy Herbert, who who played for the Titans a couple of years back. Fieldy, who's now over in the Super League, bloody killing it. Obviously, Blocker, 
Luciano Le Lua, who's up at the up at the Cowboys, and also Reese Robson as well. So hosting, hosting it. Oh, yes, actually he was. He was Isaac. Isaac Thompson played cover for South Sydney. Yeah, and Isaac. They kind of, I think they were kind of playing New South Wales Cup a fair bit, actually. Yeah. And they played like one or two games for us. But yeah, those two as well, like, we had a pretty solid side and I think we come close. I think we lost in the qualifying final, I think. Yeah. Against Roosters, maybe. Yeah. We had a, yeah. Yeah, we had a strong spot. We, I guess all the junior teams down at the Dragons were always, always stacked, I swear. It's crazy. We used to carpool. Up to Cograph. Yeah. With the likes of Jay Field, who is a fucking pest. One of the great pests. <sighs> blocker and the big Jerd man. I remember those car trips to Cogra, man. Like, <laughs> especially with Jay Field in the backseat, you're trying to drive and he's just like persistent and being a biggest pest. But it was fun. I'm going to play this song. Do you remember this song? You used to play it. Dead set. Do you remember this? Oh no! Seventeen thirty eight. I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. Since you're pretty ass, soon as you came in the door, I just wanna. You don't even have to say anything else other than the first little line, <laughs> bro. Every time I got in the car, you put this song on, and we got to like maybe from Kaima to to Wollongong, and then like, all right, let's put it on again. In, I don't know why. It was because we had so I had the old Golf at the time, and I didn't yeah. have any USB. Oh, this is the time no aux. Oh, please! And I had to burn. <laughs> I had to burn CDs. I had CDs burnt, and it was like with just fatty wop on it. Yeah, it probably <laughs> had from like journeying on to journeying on to Wollongong's worth, and then it just replayed again. Bro, that's <laughs> funny as. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And then there's Philly in the back, like, flicking your ears or, like, yeah. you're trying uh, to drive. Yeah. Hazards on. <laughs> <laughs> Post the under-20s year, you then span two years with the Dragons, New South Wales Cup side, before signing with Manly, which probably, looking back, was probably the, the best move you've made for your career. How did this switch come about? Were you kind of looking around at other clubs or did Manly come looking for you? I don't know if fully decided because your manager obviously does a lot of that sort of um, behind the scenes stuff. But I remember there was a time when my contract was up with the Dragons. I, they said, you know, we'll sign you again, but it's only going to be a minimum contract. And I was like, oh, you know, like, and I looked at who was in front of me in the squad and they were pretty set in stone with this squad and how they did it. It was, it was very hard to sort of get into it and play yourself into a position there, I felt. Where Manly come, you know, knocking at the door and said, look, we, um, really want you to play for Manly and there's a lot of opportunity here in the outside backs at the time. Um, I was only going to go halfway through the year actually to Manly when they had, it was to film what may have been going to England, I think. Yeah. Okay. And anyway, he ended up staying, they signed him again. So then I joined at the end of the year um, and I just saw the opportunity there and I knew that, you know, I was good enough and um, I knew what I wanted to do and I wanted to do, you know, first grade football. I didn't want to wait in the wings and, and, and sort of do that. And I felt like I was playing good enough footy to be playing first grade at the time. So then yeah, I went, for sure. you know, I'll go there for the opportunity. I went up there and scrubbed with both hands and trained really hard. And that, I only signed a one year deal. And then that pre-season, they re-signed me. They, well, they offered to re-sign me. I took it before I'd even played a game. So I guess that's what, sh- you know, they rewarded hard work and, you know, what you do off the field. 
as much as what you do on it. What was going through your head? Do you remember when you when you put pen to paper on that contract? Were you like, "Fuck me, dead. I've just signed an NRL contract." I was um, I was really excited. Hey, you know, a, a few things sort of like a bit of a sliding doors moment yep. to do it, and then I went, "No, nah, like." My mum's always sending out positive affirmations and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. And she goes, no, this is like such a cool opportunity for you. You just grab it with both hands and, and see where it takes you and just like run with it, work really hard and run with it. And I went, yeah, that's like, I guess a great mindset I took up there. And it was daunting. I remember driving my, I had like a Jeep patron at the time. I remember when you got the Jeep. I've been to Manly once before, before this like time. And yes, yeah, so I was driving, <laughs> come up through the tunnel and you know you can't sort of um neutral bay there and i was like whole car's packed full of crap and i'm just going wow what have i done like what am i doing you know like didn't know didn't even know how to drive around sydney and stuff like that getting lost everywhere and, yeah but it was actually pretty funny so my manager dave riolo he had Corey with Earl coming to the club the same year and i'd never lived out of home or anything and i met Corey at a house inspection to like for a rental and that's where we first met each other. We walked into this rental and we walked out and like that wasn't the place we needed. But anyway, we got a place together and started living together. And with a person you've never really met before was a bit, you know, um, pretty funny. But now we're absolutely best mates. Like still to this day, he's gone to a different club and we're still, you know, I was with him yesterday playing golf and going to the Everest this weekend together. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty crazy and um, very lucky that, you know, I sort of fell into meeting a good bloke like that and, yeah, living together and yeah, it was, it was a very, very cool experience. Preseason is always tough, but how was your first NRL preseason at Manly? Oh, it was so tough. Um, so we had, they just changed coaches from Trent Barrett to Des Haslas. Yep. Des came in and it was his first year back at Manly since um, I think it would have been 2013 or 14. Um, and oh my God, it was, yeah, we got pumped. <laughs> like, he was just coming in and was like screaming at blokes, like you'd be face to face, like yelling. And it was like a massive eye opener from what I had been, like the environment I had been to that. Polar opposites. And, you know, I love, I love Desi. He's, he's so, such a good coach and a good sort of, I guess, mentor as a bloke at the time. You know, he, yeah, it was so good for me at the time being a young kid and your eyes are light enough. You just make sure your head's dead on your shoulders and um, your feet on the ground. So, yeah. You mentioned before, that you re-signed in that preseason, so that mainly were obviously impressed with with the way you were going because you got selected to make your debut in round one. What was going through your head when when Des Hasler called you into his office and said, "Mate, you're you're making your debut this weekend." Well, <laughs> well, this is what, this is one of Des's favorite things. He doesn't he didn't actually call me in the office or anything <laughs> like that. There was no like personal face to face, like you know, like. Congratulations, son! Like, you, you know, here's your debut. It wasn't that. It was um, just didn't say anything. Just tried to keep it under the rugs. Just didn't want to, I guess, get me too excited or anything like that. It just, you know, it's another game sort of thing. He just wanted me to play well and and all that. And on the the day before, obviously, the captain was running the jersey presentation, and I was fortunate enough to have um, Beaver, yeah, yeah, Steve Menzies present my jersey, and um, which I was pretty stoked about. You know, he's, I guess great at the club and club legend yeah yeah and yeah then i went and played it was the first in my t- team i supported growing up the tigers at leichardt so i had all my family there and all my mates they got a bus up from jerry long to watch and which is pretty funny versus the tigers like the team supported since you were yeah you know, four or five i was about to say off the back of that 
your debut game was against the West Tigers at Leichhardt. Can you remember back to when that two-minute bell went off in the sheds and walking down the tunnel and running onto the field? Can you give us an insight of kind of how you're feeling and what was running through your head? <laughs> yeah, so in the wall, well, I'll go to the warm-up starters. We were um, warming up and all my mates on the sideline. They didn't know that I was like, you know, shitting bricks. <laughs> and I'm catching bombs before I can't remember who was kicking them and I'm just like, or like, you know, your heart's pounding. Like, just yeah. don't drop a bomb in front of the crowd in the warm-ups <laughs> and they're going to be into your game. The crowd didn't care. My mates were on there absolutely sledging me like, oh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, like, they're just trying to make me drop it. Like, every yeah. ball went up. They go, oh, oh, <laughs> So then I went into the sheds and then I just had a little moment myself. I was just like, no, like, you're meant to be here. You can do it. You're just training the house. And like, you, you know, you're the best place for the job here. And um, just went out there. And yeah, just, I guess, I always still now back my game off effort. That's my first thing is go out there and just give everything. And um, I guess the shiny stuff will just come off the back of that. If you're getting into the game early, you're trying really hard. Everything else will... Um, fall into place. Since then, you've been absolutely on fire for the club. You've scored 67 tries, kicked 347 goals at close to 77%. I haven't cut your shoulder, have I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, you'd have stats on your phone for sure. Hold up, let me check. Mate, that's like pretty incredible coming, you know, into the league and then straight into the run-on side to now, like where you are, it's pretty crazy to think. Off the back of an interrupted 2020 season with with all the COVID stuff happening, the club heads into 2021 looking to improve on the year before, which you guys did. But individually, you had a pretty crazy year, a record-breaking year. Let me read out the list here. In 2021, you were the NRL's top point scorer, Daily M winger of the year you set a new club record for most points scored in a season with 23 tries and 120 goals which was totaling 334 points the first player in rugby league history to score 20 tries and kick 100 goals and you broke the all-time record for most points by a player in the regular season beating the great Hazem El Mazri's record of 228 points that was set way back in 2004 which of course you scored 334 points, as mentioned before. Fucking hell, that's an impressive season. <laughs> how were you feeling, like, after this whole thing coming out, like, after you won all the awards, how were you feeling? Were you like, holy shit, like, I've just done that? Yeah, I was um, I was pretty, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess humbled by it all. I didn't really, you, know, you obviously don't set out to set individual records and stuff like that. Um, a lot of those things like kicking goals and stuff and especially being on the wing, it comes off the back of heaping work inside you. And we we're lucky enough we had a cheat code that year, Tom Tommy Turbo had an absolute blinder of a season. But yeah, after I guess making all that and, and, and doing all that it was at the time you um you sort of just always looking to get better and better and like I don't know, I sort of probably didn't take a step back at the time and have a look at how, you know, I guess successful that season was and I guess I then wanted to use that as a benchmark and a you know something to aim towards beating every year and um, yeah it's very cool to get those personal personal I guess accolades and stuff but yeah I don't know I'd trade it all <laughs> if we we got knocked out in the um, qualifier that year like just to make a grand final would have been cool but um, yeah look it's yeah obviously very cool but I want to do it again. <laughs> you want to do it again? Yes, of course. Out of all those achievements, I know you said you're you're humbled. You're, 
you didn't really look back on it at the time, but which one stood out from the rest? Obviously, they're, they're all special, but was there one in particular that, that stood out for you the most where you're like, but this is awesome? Um, I reckon the Dalian winger. Obviously, like I said before, points comes off a lot of, you know, other people's stuff, but Dalian winger was pretty cool. Um, I remember, so obviously my Mrs. Riley, her dad played footy. The great Rod Wishart. He had a Dalian winger trophy in his pool room, so I was like, oh, that'd be pretty cool to get one day. And yeah, um, I guess to get that was pretty cool. Yeah, I was stoked. I especially like all the talented wingers in the comp to come in on top is pretty pretty awesome to think now gaz i hope you brought your a game with you today mate because i'm bringing a brand new segment to the podcast it's time for this you best delete your browsing history after this because you're about to enter the vaughn hub (laughs) shout out to christian from i98's marty christian and bella for that opener there now rubes the idea of this segment is i dive deep into the vaughn hub and I find clips of you doing something on the footy field, and I'm going to play it to you, and I need you to tell me at what venue you were playing at and what was running through your head at the time. How does that sound? I'm ready. All right, let's get into audio clip number one. It's Walker. Gets it on to Cherry Evans. The chip kick for the corner. That was, uh, I don't know what day. It would have probably been a Sunday Arvo against the Knights. Um, definitely not against the Knights. Um, it was in the right-hand northern corner. Um, score. Score. This is very, I'll probably get the score. Was it a golden point match? I don't, uh, no, nah, it wasn't a golden point. No, nah, I don't know the score. I won't get that. What was going through your head when, when you kind of, that ball bounced up and then you, miraculously got it and put it down we were like what the hell so when i was like i was just sort of sprinting down i was off a kick off chairs and um a sunday after brookies in the winter on that side the sun is obviously coming from the west and just you can't see the ball like at that height it's just the perfect and i was like where is this thing like and then <laughs> late i've just seen it i've like because i think if i could see it first i'd try and get it on the full you know yeah Anyway, I've come through. I've just seen it, and it's just honestly fell into my hand. I just, you know, you sort of like a classic catch, or whatever. You just stick your hand there, and you go, Please. just like someone in the, just like someone in the slip cord, and just like sticking the hand out. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And I, it just fell into my hand. I went, oh, don't bug this up, and I put it down. And I had to look at the replays. I'm oh, so hope I've got this. I think I'm in. I had to watch the replay myself. Like, you know, there's like usually pretty self-aware of where your body is and whatever in those situations. And I honestly didn't know. I was like, I think I've got it, but yeah. I wasn't 100% sure. And when well, the sort of, there's the um, big screens in that corner. So when it come up and said I got it off. So yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. All right. Here's audio clip number two. And clear he's waiting. Didn't want to get in the arm wrestle. Oh, he's picked straight away. It's a kicking jewel. We're back to 1989. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, round-wise, it would have been, don't know like what, if it's like round 20 or what. It would have been like round 20 or 21. Yeah, it was late. I think it was like round 20, yeah, three or something like that, yeah. And at the time, it was equal scores to, it probably wasn't the time to do it, but during the week, we had a plan to do that. 
Oh, okay, I was going to ask you that, yeah. Yeah, it's called Break the Pattern. So it was like a, a kicking jewel almost, um, like a rugby union's for feet. Yeah. And we practiced all week with our right-hand side all chasing, and then all of a sudden they were too tired and didn't turn around and chase them off. <laughs> Fuck. And I've uh, kicked it. I've kicked a, oh, a bludger of a kick too. Almost like. had a bit of top spin on it, I think. Yeah, anyway, and <laughs> Sabi went down. He chased, to his credit. Yeah. I was going on to go down there, and, um, you know, two on one back there. with those that back three that they'll cut you to pieces. Anyway, and then a couple of missed tackles and two of us scored. And anyway, when because oh, I chased, I chased my heart because I knew I didn't kick it. And I know, like, don't, don't backfire. Got down there, and then I remember Truva was one run away to score, and Major Cleary is playing a few teams and that with him. He's over in the middle, going, ah! like, <laughs> looking at me, like stirring the pot, like laughing at me. He's going, room sucks. I was like, oh. <laughs> just held my head in my hands and that couldn't have went any worse I watched that game like, I watched that game on TV and I was like what is happening and then like, you just explained like I was wondering like was that a planned move but yeah it was it just didn't just didn't happen for you alright here's audio clip number three Cherry Evans flat ball to Powell nothing doing ball is loose Granville here's a match race for the ages Garrick v Granville Garrick gets here Walks across the dead ball line. Now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes. Changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manly. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. I'm happy with it. My goodness. Marty threw a bit of a grenade. Marty took out at the back. It was the last round of 2021 season, and actually, that's the round where I had to. That was where I had to break the record for that yeah. regular season point record. Um, and I scored a try, and that, I had to kick the goal or something to get me off it. I didn't know that at the time how many points it was. It was in front, hey. It was kicked from in front, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I missed one early. <laughs> and I was like, oh no! Like, <laughs> <Here we> go. <laughs> yeah, got it. And then I didn't that. that clip was from they threw a grenade out the back and and so when i picked the ball up i've gone to get out of the in goal turned and like it was very scattered part of those people around they had make they didn't make the finals whatever, so i think that were a bit sort of just wanted the game over to go on bad monday <laughs> and then <laughs> i beat one or two and um ran down the side because i sprinted back it's the last play of the game and then sprinted up and beat a couple and kept running my legs were absolutely shot you can see me in the clip where i see Chez turn around thank god drew and passed to him and Luckily, he went down because I after that, I like my legs sort of like buckled and gave way. And I was yes. like down on the ground, just like on the ground watching um, the boys keep going with the play. And then Turbo turned around as well, and Ches obviously put the grubber through and Turbo yeah. scored. It was um, it was good that he scored that try late in the game because I guess it was a bit of like a two-year cap for the season he had. There's one try scored in that game. He beat about like a seven or eight blokes in the one. Run like it was yeah. ridiculous. I don't know yeah. how he did it. He was freakish that year. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna shoot off some rapid fire questions here, and you got to answer them. Ready? Yep. Hardest bloke to tackle at the club. Paseka, ten year Paseka. For sure, he's a fucking unit. Right. <laughs> Fastest. Oh, cooler or sub? It's probably. Oh, I don't know. I splitting hairs over a longer distance sub. Cool as lightning though. Over the first yeah. forty. He's quick off the market. He's a freak. Yes. Um, strongest? Uh, depends in what. Ethan Bullimore's body strong. Let's say strongest strongest bench press and strongest, let's say, squat. 
Yeah. It's probably Ethan Bullenwald all around. Like, all I'll around. just say him. So, uh, Toss Sibley is really good at deadlifts and stuff like that. He's very strong. But I reckon Bullenwald. Bullenwald's strong ass. Like, and he loves the gym. He's always in there working hard and stuff like that. Worst roommate. Jeez. <laughs> um, Probably Carl Lawton. He's small, like an absolute chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> the bloke you hate playing against the most? Oh, some of the halves that are so clear. If you're like out of position for like one like meter, two meters, two seconds, yeah. they'll yeah, take advantage of it. So, say like a, yeah, Adam Reynolds was really good at it, or um, Cam Munster's good as well. Like yeah. They'll just kick on any play and if you're out of position, they'll get you. They're just so heads up like that, hey? Yeah. Other than Four Pines, is it still called Four Pines? Uh, I think so, yeah. What's your favourite ground to play at? I love playing at Wynn. Back at home? Yeah, back home and um, get a few mates coming to it. Uh, if not there, um, Seabus is pretty cool. It's like it's so fast. It's like yeah. carpet, run on carpet. Lastly, give me your all-time NRL spine. So for people who don't know, your fullback, your five eighth, your halfback, your hooker, and I'm going to throw in lock as well. Should have gave you a heads up about this one. Fullback, I would go. I'll go Tom Trowbridge. Yeah, like oh, so that 21 season. Like that's no one's ever been like that. If not him, Hayne of I think it was 09 maybe. Now I'll go Turbs because I've played him as well. I know how I've watched how good he was firsthand. Um, six, yeah, I'd I'd probably go um Cam Munster. Watching him play Origin and stuff, like, he's just so elusive. And, he's a freak. You know, he's just, yeah, we'll roll the dice wherever. Um, yeah, Ken Munster. Seven. Half. I got DCE. Tell us a little bit about Daly Cherry Evans. Like, what's he like to play with? He's awesome, hey. Puts so much work into his game, you know, and I reckon over the last few years, he's only gotten even better. And same thing as like, those other guys are saying, I'd hate to play against him because he's so cluey on positional staff. He's watching like everyone on the other team, like where they're at. You know, if someone makes a little mistake, he'll bounce up, like bounce on it. And in the locker room, he's you know really good with the young guys. And um, I was very lucky when I come into the side. You know, someone like him, you're like, wow. You know, Sherry Evans, he's coming into the side, and straight away he took me in and just said, you know, like gave me a heap of pointers. Always sending me stuff on you know personal development and chat to him all the time. That you know, heap of different things. He always give you advice and. Stuff like he's one of my good mates. I, I, I really like, I really get along with him and what he's about and everything like that. And I think it's only a testament to who he is, how he's getting better as he's gone on. Like, yeah, same sure. kangaroos now. He's what 34, I think. Yeah, he's awesome to play with. Um, I got nine hooker. Oh, this is hard. I got the heads up. <laughs> sorry, bro. Sorry. <laughs> um, so it's very hard to like not think of the guys who are currently really good. Let's just go, just go current then. Yeah, because I guess my whole team is basically in current, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I reckon Harry Grant's a special player. Hey? Well, Api Corosau, he's one of them. I'll go Harry Grant. Um, and then 13, current, Jake Troy. It's nearly the manly. It's fine, isn't it? Well, I'll be fine. <laughs> Plus Harry Grant. No, I'm surprised you didn't put yourself a fullback. <laughs> Cleary's a great player. He's showing himself in that grand final where... That's the best thing I've ever watched. Like, obviously, you see those great clips from um, years gone by of, you know, Joey Johns in the grand final with Darren Albert. And you see those clips, but watching it firsthand, that's yeah. the 
craziest thing I've ever seen on a footy field of you know, think, someone stepping up. I think he's kind of cemented himself in probably top three halfbacks of all time at such a young age. Like you've obviously got Joey there, you've got probably Jonathan Thurston there as well, and then Nathan Cleary, probably third or fourth. Gaz, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Enjoy the rest of your off-season. Enjoy the preseason, and good luck in 2024. Nah, thanks for having me, mate. It's a pleasure to be on the potty. Hopefully catch up soon for a beer in the off-season, though, not the preseason. <laughs> not the preseason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheers, bro. No, nah, appreciate it, mate. Hey, what up, guys? Thanks for listening to today's episode. Hey, if you want to keep in touch with everything the Amateur Athlete Podcast, make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Amateur Athlete Podcast. Or if you want to connect with the show, you can DM us on Instagram or you can email me at theamateurathletepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button so you can keep up to date with everything Amateur Athlete. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time.